0: You almost coughed there.
1: That's strange. Did you hear me (sighs) cough?
0: No, I saw. I saw you silently cough, and I I thought you were going to interrupt for once, but then I interrupted (laughs) by saying that you were going to interrupt. So I still interrupted anyway.
1: And we both did. It worked. Well, yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was worried because I did all this setup in the background to get this multi track thing done uh, appropriately. I thought that it wasn't working.
0: It was a great sound cough. I don't think that will come out on I, I didn't hear anything. I don't think will come out on the audio. So it'll just start with me being like, oh, like talking about you coughing and no one will understand why because they won't have heard it. Be right. It's all
1: good. I'll leave it in. I think it's too much. And it's with
0: the music, so we can't do it out easily. Like, ah. I know
1: that's the problem. I noticed is when I was editing the back end of the podcast uh, yesterday is that I can't really edit too much once I drop in the outro music because yeah, it doesn't work that well.
0: So <laughs> it's, like, it's like a little spot time where I can basically do whatever I want, and Corey can't do anything about it. But
1: I tried. It sounded pretty clean, though. I think I did a pretty good job. Uh, last time. That was very frustrating thanks to all of our fans for uh, listening so quickly by the way i haven't even told you that this morning but oh yeah we have as many plays on our last week's episode on this week's episode already and we dropped it yesterday wow yeah Yeah. two days ago yeah two days so yeah it's a two days ago i thought we're getting some plays from everywhere, a bunch of different countries. It's really exciting. So thanks to everybody who's tuning in from literally uh, all over the world. It's uh, muchly appreciated. We're we're doing this for a lot of fun. I guess semi-seriously. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. It's been so much fun though. Yeah. To be honest. Uh, but just to give like you know, uh, United States, Canada, Portugal, Germany, Philippines, United Kingdom, Russia, Spain. Thanks everybody. Appreciate it. So, it's
0: pretty cool. It's pretty good. We're in Wow.
1: Yeah. So, not too bad. Not too bad. But anyway, shout out to your friends. Like I said, much love. We're doing two podcasts a week now. Yep. Because we feel that our breakdown, obviously, is really long. And, you know, probably for good reason. Maybe it'll get shorter. We'll see how that goes. But we wanted to come back when also injury reports have come out so we can appropriately make some bets. Because I know... Uh, you know, David Silverberg is still feeling a little bit of the burn from the Dalvin Cookeroo uh that missed. He didn't listen to yeah. Dalvin Cookeroo is a little bit injured, Rue. And uh, he went right over that yeah. uh, fantasy advice. So
0: and that's exactly what you said too. And right now no one can see it, but I'm looking at the board. I'm looking at my five and two and knowing it could have been six and one if I made a better pick. And it's following me a little bit. It's obviously not as bad as you one six, but...
1: Of course, but again, as we've been through, you know, the Cowboys could have won, could have, would have, should have, should have, yeah. should have, but we're coming back. I'm coming back with a six-pack, and I think that David Silverberg is also taking a six-pack.
0: Yeah, normally in the past couple of weeks, we've been doing three picks each. This week, we're doing double picks. Double picks.
1: I'm so excited to that uh, in here a few more times.
0: <laughs> yeah. So... For today's double picks, double picks, Corey and I will each be doing six picks. I personally, I don't know what Corey's choosing to do. I've picked out one team that I'm sure is going to win. Uh, despite the fact that they currently have a losing record, actually, which is going to be surprising for a lot of folks at this point in the season. but And then I have five player picks. One thing, one of them I think is a lock. Four of them I think are going to be a little bold and would be maybe upsets, if you will, based on the matchups and what they've done so far, potentially, depending on this player. So do you want to get right into it, Corey? Yeah, let's give her. Let's do it. All right. My team pick is a team that most people would not expect to be 1-2 and two right now, but the Chiefs are playing the Eagles.
1: <laughs> no, you're not.
0: Yeah, the Chiefs are playing the Eagles at 1 p.m.
1: Go ahead, sorry. This is about to be ridiculous, I think. And
0: uh, despite the fact that these are both one and two teams, so they have the same record, I don't see any fucking way the Eagles are going to beat the Chiefs this Sunday. So this is one of my lock picks.
1: I thought you were going to take the Eagles. I honestly thought that you were going to take the Eagles because when you mentioned that you're going to make sympathy picks,
0: no, I'm saying much more knocks about the Chiefs. one won two. I think the Chiefs are better than the record right now. Clearly, they're still the same team that was in the Super Bowl last year. Uh, for the most part, they really have lost very few players from last year. Now I'm taking the Chiefs over the Eagles uh, in that. That's my lock because as a team, because really, like I don't think the Eagles have any shot. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I don't even know what the spread is, but I would take the Chiefs on almost any spread over the Eagles right now. Like, I don't think it's going to be particularly close.
1: That spread is actually, surprisingly, it's only, I'm going to use an overseas uh, book that is very popular. Minus seven for Kansas City. Okay, yeah.
0: I'm so common in the Chiefs that I will actually take the spread on this pick. Normally, I just pick select straight up, but I usually do spreads, to be honest. I'm not really a gambling person, per se. Uh, but I am so confident the Chiefs are going to win by mobile scores that I will take that spread for my pick, and still call it a lock. So yeah, Chiefs. T- so Chiefs cover that spread of uh, minus seven, and that is going to be my first pick. Uh, with that, Corey, who do you want to take as your team pick for this week? There's
1: some of them here that are a little sneaky, and so I think this is one of the weeks that you potentially burn a good pick. Is kind of where I stand on this one. Well,
0: that's why I chose the Chiefs because I think the Chiefs are going to win most weeks this season. You know, like they've gotten two losses. I don't see them getting more than four losses all season. So they've probably already gotten half the losses of the season already, pretty much in my mind. Like,
1: so I think you're missing, which is good. I'm glad that you took this one so that I can take the other one. Uh, and the other lock pick of the week by Country Miles uh, for sure is Buffalo over Houston. Oh, yeah. That I think is, you want. Uh, my lock, I mean, Buffalo's minus 16 and a half. Yeah, but it's a lot. It's, it's this. am that's my survivor picky dicky that we do for the weeks. I'm doing that one because I just don't see. I think this is the week where, I, you know, again, you burn a really good pick, move on to the next week and see what to, what it has for you.
0: Yeah. It, it's hard to see you getting that one wrong. I would be pretty shocked if the. Texans are able to beat the Bills magically with theoretically still Davis Mills, right? We we're pretty sure Davis Mills is still playing quarterback for. And yes, we checked his name is Davis. Uh, this man has two last names. I don't, we, we couldn't find his middle name. We couldn't find it. Still no.
1: Fuck me. He
0: might not have one. I could not find it on like like the old like college like records or like like anything. And honestly. It's not Googleable. This man's middle name. I was hoping that he had three last names. You know, like the <laughs> anti Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> as far as we can tell, he has two last names and no middle name. Oh. Davis Mills. How many middle current, names do you sorry, have, correct, David Silverberg? What?
1: How, how many middle names do you have, David Silverberg?
0: I have uh, one middle name. I have two. Oh, wow. You beat me then, I guess. No names. We both together have way more than this guy, I guess. Anyway, uh, so Davis Mills, who we didn't know because he was a rookie, I guess. He was like a third round pick, something like that. So that's why I have no idea who this guy was before this year. So it's fair. You know, He wasn't like a highly drafted rookie or anything like that. I just, I wanted
1: to throw that random fact about our middle names because I'm pretty sure that there was a bet placed before our recording of our episode that we were going to talk about names and our middle names. So I'm sure the over under was, uh, was two.
0: two Yeah. I'm sure a lot of sports books had that bet, uh, ready for it.
1: 100%. The international one that I'm looking at right now, it seems to be one of their prop bets for the week. Yeah,
0: right. That's funny. Just international people are like betting on this podcast. Oh, that's hilarious. I hope that I hope that comes to true one day. Anyway, um, so what is
1: your next pick, David Silverberg?
0: Next pick. All right. So I'm gonna have a quarterback pick, which I think is a lock, and then I'm gonna have a running back, two receivers, and a tight end. So kind of like you know, mostly mostly interesting your fantasy team, basically. interesting basically. Um, interesting approach. Now interesting the quarterback approach. I think is a lock. You're gonna not like this. You're going to laugh at me, but it's such a fucking lock. There's no world where this is not going to happen in my mind because of the game he's in. Same game I mentioned before, the Chiefs and the Eagles. You're going to laugh, but I'm actually going to take Hurts to get 20-plus points. Here's why it's a lock. He's done that every game so far this season in my league. He's literally had 20-plus points every single week, and the Chiefs' defense isn't particularly good. So even though I think the Chiefs' offense is way better than the Eagles' offense, and they're going to win by 14, 21-plus points over the Eagles because they're going to score so much more. I think that Hurts will get a few touchdowns. He'll get plenty of yards, and he'll have a good fantasy game again. Again, he's the, as we mentioned this last uh, podcast on Tuesday, he's currently QB5 in this league that I'm looking at right now. So, yeah, he hasn't – like, last game was not a good game, but he's still got 20-plus points. He's gotten in all three games. I don't really see any reason why he would not get twenty plus points again here. I can still got a lock because it's just he's going to continue the performance that he's already had a few three weeks. He's not going to be good enough to win this, the game in real life, but he's going to be a clear fantasy starter. Yikes! Feel free to laugh at me now.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I have been in the background here on mute for a little bit, as you saw. Uh, I don't know. I just, I think that it like. My gut feeling, just because we looked at the stats and you made me look at the stats, I trust you on that one. That's the only reason why I think that's a reasonable pick. But other than that, fuck the Eagles. It's that simple. I I really. Oh, I agree.
0: Fuck the Eagles. Like I don't like oh, yeah. I don't want to do no, well. And again, he's not. He's one of these quarterbacks so that's a good fancy quarterback, but not necessarily a good reality quarterback. So he's gonna be a clear starter for fantasy, but like,
1: but K- Casey's defense is garbage, man. They're a wet paper bag. They are. They're definitely one of the worst defenses in the league quite a bit. And it's very interesting. I was going through the defenses yesterday, just kind of gathering my thoughts about who I should be starting for this week. And it's really interesting to see who's in like the bottom 10 defense and who's talked about, about being the top 10 defenses and how that not necessarily is reflective of, of what's happening at all. It was very very interesting. Very interesting.
0: But because the Eagles defense sucks, the Eagles are going to get behind early. Hurts is going to have to be throwing a lot again, which he has been doing every single game so far. He's going to be running a lot again, which he's been doing every single game so far. That's why he's going to be a good fantasy performer, even though he's not going to help his team win.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. That's a good call. Yeah, there's a couple analysis things I wanted to do on that one, but I can't because we're betting. But, yeah, I yeah. definitely agree. My next pick is a team-related pick, and I can't help but take it. I've been studying this. I've been looking at it extremely hard. I am taking Denver minus one. In Denver versus the Baltimore Ravens, I am down for it. I'm also going to be starting the man with two first names, Tim Patrick. Not sure of his middle names either. But he will be starting in one of my flex receiver spots this weekend because... The Baltimore passing defense is one of the worst passing defenses by stats allowed in the league. And in fact, their running defense isn't really hot either. They are a garbage defense this year. That is the actual narrative that should be had. Baltimore's defense is garbage. And so I am taking Denver in the minus one, starting Tim Patrick. Put it on the board.
0: All right. I think it's a bold pick. Uh, Certainly bolder than the Bills beating Texans. So for the rest of my picks, I think, are going to be bold picks. These are things that either haven't happened yet this year uh, or they are things that are unlikely to happen based on the matchup. So my first one... Is based on my 18-team league, and so far, Jonathan Taylor has not gotten a 20-plus point game yet. But this week, he's facing the Dolphins, and even though, even though he's in a clear running back by committee, no, uh, with you know his friend Naheem Hines, who I also have on my bench, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a really great game this week in particular against the Dolphins. And I think he'll get his first 20 plus performance in PPR leagues specifically. I'm going to clarify there. So in my league, I'm playing him with Jonathan Taylor. I think he'll have 20 or more points in this week against dolphins. Clear fantasy starter. Uh, his best game of the season so far. And I think it's bull. Cause again, he has not done that yet.
1: I play the guy who took Jonathan Taylor and who I've been shit talking all year long. And he definitely listens to this. He just cheered. He definitely just cheered, probably at the work site. And, yeah, he's probably now texting me in the Telegram chat saying, fuck you, Corey.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, this is coming. I know it's coming, but fuck you too, Drew. See, I have the privilege of saying
0: that. <laughs> You're welcome, Drew. I hope my prediction comes true for you and for me.
1: Oh, I need to win this game this week, damn it. Uh, I was I was really considering uh, starting Naheem Hines just to spite Drew, but uh, I really I really like the Baltimore defense and cutting them up too much, especially with Hamler out now with his ACL bugonzo. Um, yeah, I really like it, but yikes, that's a good. I think it's a de- I think it's a decent pick. I do, you know, it's like it it has the possibility of happening, basically. Yeah, Instead of being a
0: bold pick. Yeah. Right. It, it can happen, but it just hasn't happened yet this season. So it's a little bold. A little bold.
1: We we got to take on the narrative at some point about talking about the Colts a little bit and uh, how much, like, how really disappointing the signing of Carson Wentz has been for uh, for Indianapolis. I think we kind of lightly mentioned it at one point in time, but wow.
0: So also, it's well, bold because currently Jonathan Taylor is listed as questionable for the game. Uh, he was a limited participant in practice yesterday. Um, but. They are saying that he's sort of trending up towards playing. So I, I think even though he's questionable for the game, he's more of a probable really.
1: Yeah. They might be easy on him too. Cause he might get dinged again. Like it was a really yeah. interesting play that he got dinged on too. Uh, it wasn't anything terribly too serious. It looked pretty harmless. I don't know. That's an interesting one for sure. Double picks,
0: double picks.
1: I don't have the balls to take the spread on this game, but maybe I should just because it's you. So I will, but the third pick is definitely, definitely a smack in your face for sure.
0: Uh, the Giants game.
1: Yep. I'm taking New Orleans minus seven and a half.
0: You're three teams. Wow.
1: Yeah. There's three juicy matchups on the teams that I just can't not, not take. Staring at your giant face. I need to make sure that I make giant picks. See the pun there that I did Yeah. like that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I said that with my Dallas hat on everybody. I'm just also a further rub, but I'm taking the saints. Locking that minus seven and a half because they're in New Orleans. I believe they're back in New Orleans. It's week four, so they should be back home. Good luck with that. Uh, The New Orleans Saints have a good defense. Uh, They're pretty decent. So, yeah, I like that. That'll be my my last team pick foreshadowing that, but I had to sneak that in there.
0: Double picks. Double picks. Okay. My next pick, we're going to go to wide receivers, and these next two you're going to like because they help you. Now, this one's bold because it has not happened yet. And in fact, there was not really even a possibility of it happening last week because the player wasn't even in a position for it to happen last week, as Corey has mentioned. My pick, and this is kind of going off, riffing off of last week's title Julio Jones scores his first touchdown of the season this week. That's my pick. Julio Jones scores a touchdown this week, period. End of story. I think it's going to happen. And it's bold because. He's facing the Jets. Jets actually have a surprisingly good pass defense right now. They, in fantasy, are living up the fourth least points against wide receivers suddenly. Um, their run defense is garbage. And I almost poked a, kind of, a lot. I thought that would be too easy. And so I'm picking a different player on the Titans, uh, a much riskier player on the Titans. Julio Jones gets a first touchdown the season against the Jets. Bold pick. What do you think?
1: I don't think Julio Jones is playing, and I put him on my bench.
0: You don't think he's playing?
1: Nope. I think if he is playing, it's going to be super limited, and I don't feel like risking him. Tim Patrick, Jamar Chase, and Calvin Ridley are all going to have better games, which is a foreshadowing to one of my next ones. But, yeah, Julio Jones has not performed, and even when he's been healthy, the Titans refuse to, uh, to line him up on the red zone formations. And I've said it a few times now, that's the one part about me watching Tennessee that really pisses me off because uh, I go back and watch the games and seeing, like, put him on the fucking field. Whoever, I don't even know who's coaching over in Tennessee, but just put him on the field for starters so Tannehill and him can figure it out because, he, again, like, he's one of the most red zone targeted guys in the fucking league. You signed him for all this money and you're literally not even putting him on the field. So I just, it's not that I don't have faith in Julio. The team doesn't put him there. That's my beef.
0: Yeah. So right now Julio is projected to play according to ESPN versus AJ Brown is not. So I'm going off of that.
1: I think AJ Brown's off for two more weeks. It sounds like that's what they were talking about. Yeah. You know, I think that we're going to see an injury update tomorrow on this and saying that he was limited again. And then it's going to be a game time decision. And I think have another plan. If you have another plan for a 10 a.m. or a later start for the 1 a.m. or 1 p.m. Pacific time, be ready for that. I think it's going to, like, yeah, wake up in the morning and make sure Julio Jones is starting. That would just be my best thing. I, I'm i leaning on the side of him not playing. And if he is, he's going to be super limited.
0: This might be another Javon Cook for me. I recognize that. And I accept loss if this happens. But if he plays, I think
1: I was going to
0: I was going to say the
1: other way. I was going to give you the benefit of the doubt and give you the push. If he doesn't play, we'll just push that one out. I know. I... Cuz this is a super wonky one. Dalvin Cook was definitely not playing. He was not playing. There was no chance of him playing last week. But Julio Jones definitely is more like I think it's like 60/40 no where like I was a, like 5% chance Devlin Cook was playing last
0: week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think if he plays, he will get a touchdown. Obviously, if he's injured, you know, he won't. And if he can't play, um, but I will take the loss in that case. Uh, we have to come, somehow get close to each other. It's probably like the only thing decent about the Jets right now, apparently, is their pass defense isn't bad, uh, and fancy at least. Yeah, I think that's probably my boldest pick, honestly, is that Lee Jones gets a touchdown, despite the fact that he might not even play uh, in the game. And also his running mate is definitely out. Uh, and Brown. So, you know, it'll be easier to uh, focus on Julio Jones and like double team him without AJ Brown on the other side.
1: Well, on the other side of it, Tennessee showed that they can use their other receivers on their team, right? They scored three touchdowns to three guys who we've never even heard of before really. So they did prove that they need to actually like cover somebody on the other guys. Thank goodness. But, uh, could be interesting. Could be interesting. I like it though. I'm a fan. That might be one where I can get closer to you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I use to play pick. Double picks. Double picks.
1: Yeah, There's so there's a few interesting matchups in the player pick situation here. Again, Drew, fun to play you. Can't wait because it's always close. I think we have a very... Uh, I'm either... I think I'm either two games or like one game up on him as far as like lifetime matchup. Like it's always really close. We always like just... Go ham. There's two like potential things that I could do here to make it or One more thing that can make it interesting. We already have Tim Patrick playing Cortland Sutton, which I'm extremely interested to watch go down. And then again, he has Jonathan Taylor and I might sneak in a Naheem Hines, but I just don't know where to put him. That's my only issue with that. I have been really, really interested by kickers this year. It has been a very interesting kicker year. So many field goals missed for losses. We've seen record-setting field goals set by, was it sixth-best man in fantasy football last year as a kicker, Justin Tucker? Booted an absolute massive kick last week. I have, like, a personal vendetta right now against Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold, you've been a huge disappointment in the fantasy kickers. So I dropped you yesterday, and I picked up Greg Joseph from Minnesota. So my call is in my league for Greg Joseph to have more points than Robbie Gold. And I think this is an interesting matchup because San Fran is playing Seattle. So definitely a field goal fest potential there. And Minnesota is playing Cleveland. Which I think could also be a potential field goal fest. So, I am going for Greg Joseph to score more fantasy points in my league than Robbie Gold. I bet you didn't see a kicker pick coming today.
0: I really was not expecting a kicker pick to be honest. That was definitely a surprise. We <laughs> team Picks and then a kicker pick, folks. Okay, okay then. I I think kickers are so random that like I. I don't know how to even judge whether that's a good pick or not. You know, like I have no idea if that's going to pan out or not. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Who knows? Okay. Um. So moving on.
1: It's a personal cheerleader pick for sure. We all know this. I need a personal cheerleader pick. That one's been a very frustrating spot. Uh. In my, in my. Like I said, I lost to Justin Tucker last week. I'm a little. I'm a little hurt about that. So. Yeah. I'm making a vengeful kicker pick. In yeah, I was going to ask who
0: hurt you, but I know who hurt you was Justin Tucker. Double picks. Double picks. So my next one is, one is likely to happen, but it actually has not happened yet. I, I don't see how Calvin really doesn't have a better game. 10.1. 19.3 close, but no cigar. 14.1. He has not in PPR yet gotten a 20-point game. Uh, this season, which is surprising because you would think that he would be at this point. He was certainly drafting a point where you would hope he would be getting consistent 20-plus point games.
1: So I did not know that Washington's past defense was that bad.
0: Which is currently the 31th uh, best, or in other words, second worst, uh, past defense uh, in the league right now.
1: I did not know that. Yeah. So Calvin Ridley for his first 20-point game in PPR, I think... So, it's funny. I was going to make a call for Ridley to go uh, get some points in my league as well because I've been desperate for a touchdown from him. But I definitely know how to adjust on this one. So, I like. I, I didn't know they were that bad because their front seven always talked about, especially with Chief, yeah. at least Chase Young anyway.
0: Right. And that's the thing is, like, they're not going to be able to run a lot. They're going to have to sort of pass, I feel like. And I think Paul Pitt's might have a good game. But I think, yeah, Kevin Ridley, really, I think, is going to really light it up.
1: I like that. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, for my purposes, that's going to give me uh, a good all win there because I have to already play uh, a Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins connection, which I'm not thrilled about. And uh, DJ Moore is playing my Cowboys, so I'm really going to mm-hmm. get a test of, like, you know, see what my secondary is made of because DJ Moore seems to be a top tenner uh, all of a sudden with Sam, Darn- <clears throat> Sam Darnold just throwing it to him. So you're going with Calvin Ridley. I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Pitt or uh, – is he Ke? Is his first name Kevin? I don't even know his first name. Kyle, yeah, Kyle. Kyle has dropped off my radar. He's been terrible.
0: Yeah, he really has been bad.
1: He's been absolutely terrible. No touchdowns, and it's not even the fact that he's not getting the targets. He's just seemingly like not able to come down with them. Some of them have been some tough throws for sure. Woo-y. Yeah. Woo-y. There's been some a couple ugly drops for sure, and also a called back touchdown. So he's having a bummer. But I think this is the day where he finally gets his touchdown. So Kyle Pitts uh is gonna get his touchdown, and I'm going to give him a twelve point game in my league because right now he's had three, seven,
0: and three. Yeah, so, so it's substantially better. a substantially better game. Than yeah. He's So it's interesting actually because Washington's a little better against tight ends than they are against wide receivers. They're giving up the thirty first against wide receivers. They're eighteenth against tight ends, actually. So they're in the middle they're in the middle league against tight ends, but they're giving up a lot of points to wide receivers in fantasy, according to ESPN, which is interesting. Which makes a little bit of sense because they have some good linebackers.
1: But as we know, and I mentioned last on Tuesday is that, you know, Kyle Pitts is starting to line up in the slot more. So yeah. it could be a prelude to him, you know, maybe having a little bit more of a breakout wide receiver type of thing. It would be interesting. I know again, he looks like it, especially the way he's running.
0: Yeah. So, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Kyle Pitts is uh Kyle Pitts is due for a twelve. Let's see what he does.
0: Double picks. Double picks. All right. My sixth and my final pick for this week. This is something that has actually happened already in this season. And then came close happening a second time. But it is bold because this individual is currently injured, and they are facing a team that has given up the least amount so far to tight ends in three three weeks. But Robert Kowski, Sunday night against Patriots and him and Tom Brady are going to have a revenge game against the Patriots. And he is going to have 20-plus points of fantasy. Lot, similar to what he did in Week 1. Very close to Week 2. Week 2, we had 19.9. So we were just on that Week 2. Wasn't even close to it last week. I think he has a fantastic game. Probably multiple touchdowns. But simply the bet is 20-plus points of fantasy. I just... If there's any way he can play, he will. And if he does play... Brady's going to throw him the ball in the end zone. At least once, if not twice.
1: I do agree. Uh, I almost took Tampa Bay cover for another team pick because, yeah, I think that Tampa's just going to... Oh, man. That's going to be an ugly game for New England. I, I mean, I'm definitely putting real money on that one. I'll just put it that way. I'm putting real money on that one, for sure. That is in the pack sandwich.
0: I would love... I can't wait to see clips from Bill Belichick's press conference afterwards because he's not going to be a happy person <laughs> when Tom Brady beats him.
1: Now, the sad face, the Belichick sad face is coming, everybody. I hope we're all ready for that. It's one of the best. Next to the Brady sad face.
0: <laughs> you, have very, you have very brief answers to those supporters. He's not going to be happy at all.
1: I'm excited for that. You think they're going to drop 50 on him?
0: It could happen. I think it could happen. <laughs> I honestly do. It's possible. Like Brady... <clears throat> Freddie might want to win this game more than he wants another ring. Like honestly, he might want this more than another ring because he is at this point beaten 31 out of 32 teams. This is now he's on the bucks to be his only shot ever to be one of these few guys in the league who's ever been 32 out of 32 teams at quarterback. I don't, I don't even know who else is on that list. I'm sure, like Joe Montana is on that list, Brett Favre is on that list. You know, like the great quarterbacks who have like played for like another team at the end uh, of their career. It has to be a very small list, right, of quarterbacks that have been 32 out of thirty-two teams in the NFL, just from the longevity standpoint and playing multiple te- um, teams on multiple teams. Peyton Manning might be on that list. I think you. Uh, nobody wants to be on that list. He wants to take out the Patriots, and embarrass them. The best way to embarrass them is to throw the ball to Gronk in the end zone because that was a big connection up there, you know? If Brown's healthy, he'll get some shots too. The whole crew. Brady is going to go ham on those Patriots and Bill Pillajek's whole squad.
1: Well, I uh, I feel the same way. I can't even argue about that one. I really do feel that that's going to be the way it's going to go, to be honest. It's uh, probably going to be the highest-rated game as far as viewership is concerned for uh, maybe the entire season. Yeah. I think there's a possibility for that. I'm not turning off Red Zone for that. I just want to be clear because um, forever and always, before Tom Brady was part of the Patriots, I have said, fuck the Patriots. So That's a Sunday kind of night game. Is it the Sunday night game?
0: Yeah, that's the primetime game. nah uh,
1: damn it! So we're all forced to watch it. Well, still, fuck the Patriots. Let's not get that point wishwashed here, David. Fuck the Patriots.
0: Well, you think they would put that game like not as a primetime game?
1: Yeah, they should. Like, the NFL is both... not stupid. Well, they are stupid. Let's not get that twisted. Well, yeah. I still can't see a clear headshot policy coming at any time.
0: Well, I mean, they're not that stupid. They're not going to put like Brady versus Patriots as a primetime game. I was not to be. I got to highlight, you know,
1: I'm sure if we were playing somebody better this week than Carolina, Jerry Jones would have offered a bunch of money to Roger and would have been like, yo, give us the, give us the, give us the night
0: game and, and and show me on camera 20 times for the game <laughs> because I am the most important of the owners. Everyone must see me, Jerry Jones. I genuinely, like, think that he actually, like, pays for airtime. Like, not that he's just that popular, but that he's just, like, like, he's, like, gives, he's so rich that like, it doesn't matter to him. That he gives the, you know, stations, like, Fox, or whatever, a little bit of extra money. Like, hey, hey, keep that camera pointed at me. I'm the star here.
1: Technically, yes, but technically, no. In the sense that every time he's shown on TV, it makes people money. He doesn't have to do anything. They showed him up in his box one time and his fucking son-in-law or son was cleaning off his glasses one time. Look how popular that was and how many hits yeah. that the NFL website got from that clip alone. That's cash money, baby. He doesn't have to offer money to anybody. He just needs to be on camera and he does dumb shit. Like I remember the one time uh, George W. Bush, just right after he left office from Obama, he was like at the Ta- Dallas Cowboys game within like a month and everyone's like, Ooh, ah, and again, another clip was just millions of views for the NFL to make fat money on. So, you know, yes and no, I think, yeah, giving money, but literally I think every time they show him, they just, he does something that is just, you know, is talked about. He's a popular guy, whether you like to admit it or not. I think I have to make one more pick.
0: You do have to make him the pick, yes. Double picks. Double picks. I just picked Gronk to get 20 plus points, by the fact he's injured. So, at this point, I've actually picked three players who are questionable for this week, which is very bold, I think.
1: I think Gronk has been questionable for like the last four years of his career on the injury list, hasn't he?
0: Has he ever not been questionable? Right. Like in the NFL? But, like, yeah, he. I mean, he got injured and then came back in the game last week. So I sort of see why he wouldn't play this week. Unless, like, it's somehow gotten worse from this past week, which I don't like. See. like I think they probably just gonna a whole amount of practice all week. And then it'll just be, like, fine to play on Sunday. Because with the amount of reps that Tom Brady and Gronk have gotten over the years, what is this week of practice possibly going to do to benefit Gronk against the Patriots? They know, they know the Patriots' defense. They know Bill Belichick's defense. They know each other and their timing. What? What is a few days of the practice possibly help? Gronk besides potentially getting re-injured. So yeah, of course he's not going to play in practice. Why, why would they bother risking that? Just limb rest up, heal up, and then throw on the field Sunday and see what happens. Magic. That's why I predict. Anyway, back to your six predictions so you can get back to respectability.
1: Back to respectability. I love it. There's really, I don't feel that there's too many other like bold out there considering like what the matchups are there's some really like there's some really one sided games happening this week and I think we've already identified most of them uh like yeah there's there's some ugly ones out there I keep staring at that Tampa Bay one uh man I hate Thursday games
0: yes this is well established you've you've said this you know ever one on Thursdays why I could pick someone first night
1: I mean like how How does Joe Burrow not have a 30-point game against Jacksonville? Because he plays on a Thursday. (laughs) That's the only way. I don't know. Like, I just.
0: Corey's thinking hard, folks. Needs to get all six right to have a winning record by next week.
1: It should be in its, like, it's at home in Cincinnati on a Thursday night. Like, these guys should just run house on them.
0: That's Corey's goal here. Six picks, six wins, going to next week, seven and six.
1: But Joe Burrow just can't seem to crack 30 points because he just keeps getting sacked all the time. Double picks,
0: double picks.
1: <sighs> uh, okay, Aaron Rodgers throws four touchdowns on Pittsburgh.
0: That seems likely. I mean, it's, it's you know, you might get three, so he might lose that one, but...
1: Yeah, I have that sneaky suspicion where it's three and Aaron Jones is going to get the other three. Uh, right. Because I think it's going to be a really ugly game. But, oh, man. Um, I'm just going to say Rodgers Yeah, Pittsburgh is
0: not a very good team right now.
1: No, they're hot garbage. Super hot garbage. That's my call, whether you like it or not. There's not too many, like, random ones out there that I can't really, again, like, go out on. I'm staying 10 million yards away from Cleveland and Minnesota.
0: All right. Well, I think we got our six picks each. Uh, Anything else that we need to discuss going into this week's games? What are
1: you going to do when the Giants lose again? How long does this take before you start cheering for the Jets?
0: First of all, I always cheer for both teams as long as they're not playing each other. And they're both going to probably lose again, honestly. Let's look real quick. And let let me try to figure out... For the season, when each team will get their first <laughs> win of the season, let right, I me mean, let me look at the schedule real quick for each, and and I'm going to try to predict that. And those will be season long predictions, so they're not going to count for this week. I don't think either are going to get their uh their first win this week. Jets are facing Tennessee. Okay, let's talk about the Jets first. They're facing Tennessee this week. They're not going to win. They're at Atlanta next week. I don't think they're gonna win at Atlanta. They might have won at, against Atlanta at home, but I don't think they're going to on the road. And they have a bye week.
1: They might win the bye week.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna watch week. I think I think they actually go. I actually think they go until week 11 when they're home against Miami. I think they lose their first nine games of the season actually, and they go one and nine. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on the board as a long run pick. Jets don't win a match a game until week 11. Wow. That's how long I think it's going to take them, honestly. I think they're that bad. Now let me go find the Giants, schedule real quick, and uh, I will tell you when I think the Giants will get their first win again. I don't think it'll be this week. Okay. So.
1: I just want to point out I don't think you realize
0: this um
1: the atlantic game is in london
0: oh is it in london yes sir i did not realize that yeah because
1: i just saw that it, it starts at six thirty in the morning i was like wait a minute that sounds like a london game and it's at the tottenham hotspur arena so just a heads up on that
0: they they might win that one okay oh uh, yeah so they're calling them the home team but they're not really then that's interesting
1: Yeah, London, anything has happened in London. As we've seen, Jacksonville is an amazing home team for London.
0: At New Orleans, no. At Dallas, no. Home against Rams, no. Home against Panthers, I don't think Panthers will have um, McCaffrey back yet at that point. Wow.
1: That's a bold call.
0: I'm going to say Week 7. So I'm going to say... Our my Giants are unfortunately going to go zero and six, and we are going to win week seven uh, before we get our first win.
1: I'll bet again. I'll bet against you on that.
0: Ooh. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's going to be longer for you. Definitely longer. There's a definite chance that y'all could go uh, winless for sure. <laughs> I think. There's a chance that you might win week 12 versus Philly. And I think that's your first legitimate shot at a win. But you're not beating anybody until then. Nah. New Orleans, Dallas, L.A., Carolina, Kansas City, Las Vegas. You're not even going to win your bye week. Tampa Bay. And then you play Philadelphia on November 28th. I think that's your only shot. Ew. They have you guys playing at Tampa Bay for the Monday night game on November 22nd. Ugh. Well, good thing I got my can of book club to do because that is one game I am not looking. Yikes. Two Monday night slots. Y'all playing Kansas City on Monday night too on Monday, November 1st. What's the deal? Get the hell out of here. Let's see you guys out of this. I don't want to watch your garbage team.
0: Hey, let's, let's take, let's take the giants who are embarrassing right now and put them against the two conference champions from last year on Monday night.
1: Are they doing it because Eli's doing his like separate broadcast? Are they just doing it to rub it in his face so he can make fun of Daniel Jones? Because obviously they're going to put in a new quarterback by the second Monday night game in week 11. They're going to bench Daniel Jones after the Las Vegas game and bring in a new quarterback during bye week and install him versus Brady at Tampa.
0: Yeah, that's a bold pick right there. Are you going to pick that?
1: I don't know about picking that guy. I have to actually look at your depth chart to see who your quarterback is. But just that, like, the sudden, like, you have not tried to discredit that at all in even one, like, single word so far tells me that you're not really too surprised that that might happen. (laughs)
0: I mean, I don't remember who our backup is right now. Uh, it was someone like, uh, actually, that I've heard of before. I know. Uh, oh, yeah, Mike Glennon. Yeah, that's right. I knew it was Mike Glennon. Okay. Actually, I knew that, actually. I just forgot his name.
1: Trusty Steed, journeyman of the league, Mike
0: Glennon. So you think that Mike Glennon's going to be the starter after the bye week for the Giants?
1: What else could y'all possibly do over there that's gonna like, unless you make a pick up somebody else? I mean, maybe you guys trade for Sean Deshaun Watson. Watson. Is that too much yeah. of a hot take? Yeah, do we both that, say that at that's the same a hot time? Take.
0: That's a big hot take. We said at the same time. Honestly, <laughs> though, like, what other quarterback would be available that would be a startup where they, well, like, I, I don't know. As a Giants fan, I don't want Deshaun Watson. I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't know that's just like stuck for a little bit and drafting the quarterback.
1: I like how we both know your silly owner though, and how stupid he would actually be to do that. But it's definitely in the possibility of the realm. Possible, <laughs> but it
0: would not go well for New York.
1: Oh no the media the media would fucking swallow
0: that one hard. That would dude. be bad. Yeah, it would not oh. work in New York. Honestly,
1: that's why I think he's still going to Dallas. And no, I'm kidding, but sort of. Uh... <laughs> Good old Jerry and his penchant for criminals. Oh, man. Pac-Man Jones, anybody? <laughs> anyway. I, uh, let's get out of here. Uh, I think we got our, our bets down. Uh, this turned into a good old Giants uh, slanger right now. I like those picks, uh, but I'm definitely going against you. I think the New York Giants are going to take a little longer to get their first win, yeah. sure, if ever. Let's uh let's make sure we get that on the
0: oh, wow. I hope I hope that McCaffrey's still out by week seven and we can win that one. I mean, I think without McCaffrey we have a shot.
1: I should probably think about getting some like long term uh goals on there too. I don't think I have any long term calls on that board yet, do I?
0: Uh you have Jonathan Taylor gets injured. <laughs> uh you have and you also have Burrow over Herbert for the season.
1: Oh yeah, that's looking rough. I need a Jacksonville Miracle tonight.
0: I'm 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 betting against you on that one because so I have Herbert over Burrow for the season.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'll figure it out. All right, I'll do that for our next episode. Sounds good. All right, folks. Good luck. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, y'all win in your fantasy footballs in your uh, bets. Uh, as long as you're not playing against myself and David, that is all. So again, fuck you, Drew. I know you're listening. I hope my team sits on your face. As we uh, as we should do. And uh, good luck to you, David Silverberg. I hope uh, you do well this weekend. And uh, our chat is lively as ever.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, fuck you, Ralph and Elliot. I don't think either of you listen to this. But, you know. And whatever random person playing my render league, I don't know. I actually don't know uh, Ralph or Elliot either. But they, they, they know people that I know, so I'm playing against them. <laughs> Two degrees of separation. All right, I'm been interrupting.
1: It's okay, it's acceptable. Oh, it's all good. I love it. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast. Are available on the Spotify's uh, Stitchers. We're getting a lot of listen on Stitchers, so thank you for seeing us over there. Uh, Google, Apple, give us those reviews. Go Cowboys. We'll see you all next week.